Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the found the telephone we have and a electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Murder. Jealousy is a crazy thing. It has the power to unhinge even the most level-headed person. On July 7th, 1997, a man would let his jealousy take over and claim the lives of four women. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Ramey Lecrenier was a 29-year-old man who lived in a small village near Brussels in the family home of his on-again, off-again girlfriend, Vincienne. Though, due to a language barrier, it is difficult to find information about this couple's relationship prior to July 7, 1997, this was found. The couple met nine years prior in Spain, though the relationship grew rocky when Rami got another girl pregnant just two months after meeting Vincienne. She broke things off in 1992 and began to date another man, though Rami was never far and would often threaten her new boyfriend. On December of 1996, the girl convinced her father to let Rami live in the family home, 
Unfortunately, the stress of cohabitation was too much for the relationship and it quickly deteriorated yet again. She asked him to leave the house, to which he agreed if she would let him stay just long enough to find another place to live. On July 7th, while Vincienne's father was in Spain on business, the couple got into what would be their last fight. Vincienne left the home and Rami entered the bathroom with his Colt 45 with the intention of committing suicide. But he was interrupted by Vincienne's sister, Lawrence, who attempted to disarm him. According to Rami, a shot accidentally went off and the 19-year-old was shot in the head. Though it would later be known that the girl had been shot a second time, negating his claim of an accidental shooting. That's when 21-year-old sister Vanessa, upon hearing the shot, came out of the shower and attempted to flee from the home. He chased after her and shot her in the temple less than 10 centimeters away. He hid the bodies of the young girls and left the home. He then went to a bank to attempt to get a loan to finance his escape. When he was refused, he emptied his own accounts and got himself a pizza, four violent films, and a crossbow and returned to the Tellier home. At 3 p.m., Genevieve Resbeau, mother to the girls, came home from work and was met with the armed man. He came behind her and shot her in the back of the neck before storing her body in the garage. He cleaned the mess and went back to watching his films. At around 6 p.m., Vincienne called home. Rami answered and told her that he had not seen her sisters. He offered to go look for the girls, and Vincienne, who was concerned, agreed. She came home, where she was immediately greeted by Rami. He raped her, and when he was finished, shot her in the head twice. Dissatisfied by how quickly she died, he then shot her in the heart with the crossbow. What happened during that last fight that set him into the murderous rampage? According to reports, he found out that Vincienne had met another man, which was part of the reason he needed to find a new place to live. His jealousy caused him to massacre an entire family. Rami Lecrenier fled and, following a four-day international manhunt, was found at a camping ground near Saint-Tropez. He was sentenced to life in prison on December 1999, but news sources said that in July of 2016, he was released under the condition that he wear an ankle monitor. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 8th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.